Jr. Two views. Oh, God. That's it, baby. That's it. All right. We're back. Come on. We're back for another episode. Come on now. Uh, It is going to be a Beantown Bay Area final. But before we do that, the thing I have to ask, we're going to review game seven. Mm Mm-hmm. The Heat and the Celtics. Yep. Okay? More about the Heat loss or the Celtics win? I think this was a chance for the Heat. Honestly, they they, they looked... Jimmy Butler was... Out of his mind, this series, but I think a lot of key elements can be pointed at guys like Lowry, who was pretty ineffective this whole series. Yeah, absolutely. The depth didn't show up. Uh, Hero was out for the first for the first three game for game three and yep, was dealing yep. with some injuries yep. and only had one only played seven minutes in game se- in game seven, and um, Butler played all forty eight minutes and s- scored thirty five. Uh, Bam had 25 uh, and 11 rebounds. Just the depth just looked off for them in the conference finals. Um, I think it's more about, look, I will reluctantly say it because you were right, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll eat a big bowl of crow. Uh, I'll say it's more about the Celtics win. And there wasn't a point at all where the Heat were in control. Yeah. The Celtics were in control. They look, Every I'm, time the Heat got close, the Celtics The Celtics are different so, this year. They truly are. And yeah. I haven't said, I haven't, this whole playoffs, I've looked at their team and how they're constructed, how they figured out their issues in chemistry, in their play style, mm-hmm. and coaching. They just look focused. They have an identity of tough defensive play. Some great inside presences. They've got so much depth at the center position. You can worry. They have to worry. Opposing teams have to worry about Robert Williams, Al Horford, and Grant Williams. And the guard position is even more stacked. Like, you got the defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart. Derek White was a great pickup for them at the deadline. Uh, And, of course, um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, I would say that. I'd say that. There's some questions about the Jimmy Butler shot, which he owned it. He said, I'll live yeah, with it. Look, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I don't. He, he took that shot before. He took that shot yeah, earlier in the game. It's just unlucky that it didn't fall. Because if it fell he, in, then he it's had, over, right? He had a lot of time, though. He didn't need to rush it. If they, it, he had time on the clock. Yeah, I don't but, think, I don't think um, d- him driving in would be the complete answer because I think this, uh, the Heat would have fallen in OT. If they had gone to OT. Yeah, but if it wasn't... Look, and then who's to say if you get the layup that the Celtics would foul? Because if, yeah. if it's that's two points, they still lead by Yeah. Them, right? All right. Uh, moving on. Who do, you, who do you consider to be the five key players for the Celtics and Warriors going into the to the finals outside of the obvious? Outside I, of the I obvious. I think a key thing for the Warriors this playoffs... You go, for the, you go for the Celtics and I'll go for the Warriors. Okay, for the Celtics... It's going to be. It's going to come down to their depth because they have to match the Warriors. All right, so give me five players that you think are important, not the obvious, for the Celtics to be successful. For me, first and foremost is Al Horford. Uh-huh. He's been incredible this playoffs. He needs to. This is his first finals. He needs to show. He's showed up on big stages before. Mm-hmm. He can. Can he prove to be that guy in the paint? Because they need some right. some help. Who's your next one? Derek White, okay, he's yeah. been a great he's been a great boost of energy for them off the bench, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Can he contain guys like Curry and Clay, and um, if they and maybe Poole if they stick him on 
on him at the three. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Peyton Pritchard also coming off the bench. They need depth scoring. Mm-hmm. They've gotten that in spades this playoffs, but yep. can Peyton Pritchard be that be that guy for them? Mm-hmm. Grant Williams at the four will have to also handle Draymond and Jonathan Kuminga coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last player for me, it's I know we said outside the obvious, but I have to mention Jason Tatum because. Of I know I, I, I know it's in the obvious I I, I know I know we said I, I know I he didn't know the rest of the road no I do know Brian Scalabrini oh God <laughs> don't mention the white mamba the but Scalabrini. but um with Jason Tatum this is he's it's similar to Horford he's shown up in on big stages before but Tatum has I've seen a little bit of a tendency in past seasons to sort of falter when the lights shine brightest. Okay. Can he show up consistently? Can he give us the 48s, the, the 46s, and the 50s? Because okay. that's what we're going to have to see from him in this finals. All right, so I'll give you mine uh, for the Warriors. It's definitely got to be Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Start first and foremost. He's coming off the bench. He's instant offense, okay? Otto Porter Jr. is the other one for me. Yep. I think that's another guy who's going to be really key off the bench. I believe Bielita. He doesn't get used very often. Yeah. And they don't go big very often. But he's a big guy who can also pass and shoot. I think he's going to be key. Um, and I also think you got Toscano Anderson. I think he's going to be he's going to be called upon. Yeah. Um, and I even believe exhuming this guy is Andre Iguodala. He's like yeah. a thousand years old, but he'll get a chance to play, I'm sure, because of the experience factor. Yeah. All right, next one to look at is what? No, the NHL the, the playoffs, sorry. Yeah. The Rangers are in the conference finals against the Lightning. The and win. they pulled off a game one Very win. convincing win. Very convincing win. I said this to you off recording that the NHL playoffs are different in terms of momentum. Teams with um, depth scoring and white-hot goaltending and everything clicking together at the right time can make deep runs. If you look at the Blues in the Blues in 2019, Jordan Bennington coming out of nowhere and playing lights out in the, in the playoffs with depth scoring like Jaden Schwartz and obviously Vladimir Tarasenko showing up. Um, and they won the cup that year. You look at 2020, the Dallas Stars got to the finals. They didn't win the cup, but they got there with Anton Hudobin ba- backing up from Ben Bishop, who had been injured, um, playing the best hockey of his life, and a really nice um, depth scoring. So it's all about Igor Shishnerkin. Yeah, Igor Shishnerkin. Shishnerkin, I said yep. and, and with the And with the Rangers, with their depth scoring, their pickups at the deadline, like Andrew Kopp, yeah. and um, Mika Zibanejad has been incredible this playoffs. Can yeah. he continue to show up? Yeah. Um, if the, I'm not sure if the Rangers can pull off the series win. They they can definitely make it close, but but um, if they're gonna lose the series, it's gonna be because of um they're missing a guy like Pavel Buchnevich who they traded in the off season to give them that extra help on the wing. But Panera needs to show up consistently. Okay, so game one was really good. I watched the highlights. They looked sharp. The Rangers looked like they were on top of it. Um. I don't. It's it's very interesting to me because you're up against you know the two time like back to back winners. Yeah. So you know just game one's nothing. Yeah. I think for me it's game two. If they can hold serve at home 
and go back to Tampa with a 2-0 lead, then it's a little bit different narrative. Yeah. If Tampa wins this next one, because Tampa's like a cockroach. Very hard to kill. Yeah, and they're going to go back to ML Arena and so, holding home ice advantage. Right, and so I think it's 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 good to see that. It was really a good game. They, the Rangers scored, and they scored quickly. Yep. They scored 27 on the first goal. Um, what I'm a little bit concerned about, if um, when and if uh, the Lightning get Braden Point back, because he's damn good. And when they get him back, I think it'll be rougher times for the Rangers. Uh, but with the end another series in the Western Conference Finals, it was a goal bonanza as well yesterday. Eight to six. Eight to six. Oh, the, ad, the ads pulled it out. Look, the Oilers, they're missing a guy like Larson. They could use a guy like Larson, uh, Adam Larson, who they... Let go in free agency. Well, I mean, they did score they need, six goals. Uh, they did mean, score six goals, but does that, that say more about the goaltending there? Does to give up? Mike know, Smith many? is not the stop everything in his path. Mike Mike Smith. Um, if when and if they pull out Miko Koskinen because he's been sort of up and down this season, uh, that might be a question. But Miko Koskinen isn't really very experienced in the playoffs. Okay. But uh, they're missing a second pairing defenseman. And that was Adam Larson for them. Okay, next question here is, what does the potential sale of the Trailblazers mean for Damian Litter? Potential, so it's potential sale. I think it's coming soon. But it depends on who they sell to. If they're going to be selling to an owner that uh, cares about putting a winning product on the court, then it means uh, it's going to be good for Damian Lillard. Because now the Blazers can... Think about making trades and actually, because right now no free agent will want to come there because they're seventh in the lottery and they haven't really got any short-term hope right now. But if they start to improve and get a coaching staff that uh, will be able to, um, and if Chauncey Billups starts to develop as a head coach, then this could be a time for them to spend in free agency on quality free agents. And not not guys like Alan Crabb okay. or Kent Bazemore. Or, so, no, not Bazemore, but whatever. I think it would mean that they would still try to blow it up and start over. I, I think whoever they draft, they'll try but to... Uh, but here's the oh, thing with no, Lillard. He wants to stay. And wants, I know he wants to stay. And that, that's admirable. Yeah. But, you know... He's not getting younger. Yeah. He had injuries last season. He didn't play much much of the season, if any. Well, yeah. And then now you're facing a situation that you're not going to build it. Like, you're looking at the teams around you, and you're looking up. You're even looking up at New Orleans now. Well, this, Portland. Well, this is a... So cur- you're looking up, going, where are we going? Well, the, the current ownership for the Blazers right now is the um, Paul Allen Trust. And if you recognize that name, Paul Allen, yeah, yeah, co-founder yeah. of Microsoft, yes, yes, yes. Um, he was spending money on the team when he was alive. Um, now his his daughter Ju- Judy Allen doesn't is has got a tight wallet, and um, with them around, they're not going to do anything of note. They're I just, gonna. I just I just think I just see it as a situation where you're not going to get very successful right away. Well, they get they hold the seventh pick. Who do they take? doesn't matter who you take it's the fact that you still have a roster that's kind of young kind of raw yeah and is Damian Lillard going to be okay coming back to that 
Well, because he's not he's he's explicitly he's explicitly stated in the past couple weeks that despite them being in the lottery, right. okay. he wants to stay. Right. So good. I, it's, I just, I just think it's kind well, of funny he'll that you he'll want win he'll win four more. Didn't run from the grind awards, and that's sort of a meme nowadays going around NBA social media. Didn't run from the grind, Damian Lillard. Uh, could uh, Quinn Snyder leave the Jazz? I think the Jazz should just straight get rid of him. Well, it's been reported that he. He turned down a two-year extension reportedly and is, I guess, sort of thinking about just walking away from the, well, from the from well, position. Well, he doesn't want to. I, I don't blame him. He's, one, he's, he's like the second highest tenure. He's nine years. I think the, the highest, the, obviously, the highest, is Pop. Yeah. But I think he's the right up there. Greg Popovich has been coached Jazz. Jazz. talking about the Spurs oh, as far as coaching okay. goes. He's nine years. Yeah. So he's almost up there as far as tenure coach. Yeah. But... But what's he done in that time? What's he done in that time? He hasn't the fur- been on the court furthest line. they've gotten, the we furthest they've gotten, is the second round. We know. So and I mean, you know, it might be a situation where he just himself is tired, and he doesn't want to deal with this uh, potential um, e- uh, edict of him or me, because reportedly, uh, according to a source close to the Jazz, uh, Donovan Mitchell has already gone to management and given them an ultimatum of a he- him or me situation between him and Rudy Gobert. Mm. Which is does not bode well for this franchise. If they like, they've they're both on ridiculous contracts. Nobody wants those contracts. Nobody, nobody, no. At least Mitchell is a valuable asset. I would not want uh, Gobert can do is one of those players who can do one thing and one thing well, or two things. That's defend the paint and get putbacks. That's it. That's all he can do. He's limited. In terms of his play on the court, but he is valuable defensively. I think any team would be lucky to have either player, um, yeah, but this depending about, on what they bring. But this is more about Quinn Schneider. So yeah. if Quinn Schneider decides he walks away, takes some time off, that's one thing. It's an attractive position for any coach who would follow Quinn Schneider. Yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that they have to do something. They I mean, have talent to. Talent-wise, is there, but they just don't seem to be able they, to get... Nothing can enough. click together for this team. Nothing. Nothing. They're always... One... Uh, they're all, there's something always goes awry with the Jazz when the going gets tough. Next question I'm reading now. Mm-hmm. What? Well, the question is about Man United. Okay? What's yep. next for Man U? Because Paul Pogba's going to leave... And Jesse Lingard's going to leave. So what I, happens with that? Look, I'm happy. Uh, I'm honestly, I wouldn't be too sad to see both of them go. This midfield does need a shakeup. Uh, this team, this core does need a shakeup. Pogba, since he's come to United, has been very, very inconsistent. Despite it, uh, at the time, being the highest uh, transfer fee in history before it was completely destroyed by Neymar. Um... He's and especially this season, he's been highly, highly, highly invisible on the pitch. Like his um his main strength coming into United, uh, coming back to United because he was initially at United as a developmental player was his um strength and his defensive ability as a box to box midfielder. And he was he was uh top of the league in missed challenges. So that didn't bode well. He's been steadily declining over the past two seasons. Lingard, since coming back to United, I just think he thrived when he was at West Ham because he was in a system with David Moyes that he was the focal, he was one of the focal points. He was allowed to do his thing from, from the center attacking mid position mm-hmm. and, and utilize his pace 
and create. Be that that point forward mm. per se. So I, it doesn't the system the current system that Ten Hag is going to push. I don't think will fit to Lingard. I I wouldn't be I would be sort of sad to see Lingard go because I like him. Pogba I like him as well, but honestly this Gordon does need to shake up. And if it's bringing if it's bringing in some fresh talent, then I wouldn't mind. Mm. Yeah. So, but I, I suppose it's got to be change. Yep. Because you know, you can safe to say that Man U wants to start fresh. New coach, no mid-season replacements. Yep. As far as coach go, they want to yep. have one coach steering a boat. Well, not to get. Yeah. You know, so they also they also want to establish an identity. Right. Because right now, uh, with the roster that they have, there it's sort of a mishmash of world-class players. Uh, maybe past their primes, may, maybe guys who are shots in the dark. So they want to establish a clear identity, which is what every team in the Premier League wants. Okay. Yep. Uh, is Joe Girardi's job in trouble? Joe, Ooh. Joe Girardi. Oh, the, the, the squirming, the, the, the squirming of, of Phillies fans is so, it just, it puts me to, at ease. I love hearing it. Oh, yeah? I love I love the just the the stress that Phillies fans are under. How much money is this team burning in t- in player contracts over like maybe five hundred and five hundred plus mil on con on player contracts, and that's what you get with the Dave Dombrowski show. Um, but it's just they it's just a mishmash of just get big names and big bats. No defense, no defense, and no pitching. Right. They have so, no bullpen whatsoever, yeah. and Girardi hasn't really been helping. Right. So I think there's a few factors here. I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, whether about Bryce Harper's playing, I don't think he's playing that well. No, he hasn't. And then no. Castellanos, they picked him up. Yeah. That's been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, yeah, you're right. Their pitching has always been sort of suspect over the years, and it's now not necessarily getting. Zach Wheeler's not performing to what. He was in his first year, and Nola is nowhere near no, the pitcher no, no. that we know him to be. When he's when when Aaron Nola is on, he's a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. So, I mean, his job could be in jeopardy. I mean, they're seven games. They're right now seven games under. But I don't know if it's necessarily the case. Look, I do f- find a better manager. Look, I do feel bad. Yeah, I I agree with you. So who are you gonna but find? I don't think. I don't think a lot of this is Girardi's fault, really, because what's he supposed to do about a defense that's a defense in name only and a, and a bullpen that gives up leads with regularity? What's he supposed to do about that? At the end of the day... What's he, what's he supposed to do about Corey Knable giving up seven-run seven leads? Seriously. At the end of the day... And what are you going to find? And also, what are you going to find? What other like better manager right now out there are you going to find? But yeah, the I mean, most the most reliable option for them to pick up, like an experienced option, would be Rick Renteria. I wouldn't be wanting anywhere near him right now. I'd say just keep Girardi and make changes at the deadline, or maybe even sell at the deadline. Yeah, I mean, I, look at the end of the day, depending on how the it goes, the the one who's going to get fired if, it, if things are bad. But I do feel bad for Girardi because they're in a they're in a terrible position right now, and. Three teams right now in the NL East are, or two other teams right now in the NL East are sort of in the same boat as them. Okay. So, so the next thing, just to go off, off track here, let's talk about game one of the NBA Finals. It's yep. coming. Yeah. Okay. You got two sides, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you got the best defense 
versus the best offense. Yeah. And we know that defense wins championships. Yeah. But so can offense. Yeah. So who do you got for this NBA Finals? I know you're going to say the Celtics. Look, you're going to okay. Stick with your let horse. me let me explain my my reasoning. I'm going I'm going with Celtics in seven. Let me explain my reasoning. I can't bet against them. I I'm trying to just nitpick. I can't do it. There's something about them that this is their time. Mm. Too many things are falling into place. Too much chemistry. They've come way too far. They are just playing with a fire that I haven't seen out of this Celtics core ever. Out of the out of Tatum, out of Brown. I've never seen them this cohesive and this locked in. And it's the Warriors are gonna be their biggest challenge yet. Make no mistake about it. I think this will be a very tough series. They're probably I think they're gonna go down uh three to two with a game six on the line, but I think they will win two straight and win the win the thing. Okay. Because I I the Warriors I appreciate are, your yeah. enthusiasm. I appreciate your enthusiasm. But I'm going to go in the opposite direction and I have a few points to argue. Mm-hmm. Okay? One hundred and twenty three is the number of games that the Warriors as a team have, okay, in finals experience, okay? Yeah. That is really daunting. And yep. to me, I think experience cannot be denied. Yeah. Parker, Ginobili, Duncan. That's all you got to say. Three. Yep. Those three guys, these three guys, Curry, Green, Thompson. Yep. They're experienced and they know what it takes to get there and win. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I think that's a big factor here. And I think that's going to get in the Celtics' way. And yeah. I believe that they, they're gonna, the Golden State Warriors are going to win this. And it's, look, it's bragging rights for the Warriors winning this. Yeah. Because they can turn around and say, you know what? Kevin Durant said bye to us. We did it without we him. we did it without him. And we did it with him and we did it without him. It wasn't yeah. about him. It was about us. It was about this culture. It was about the culture that we have to win games. Yeah. And so, I believe it'll be seven games, but I also believe it'll be the Warriors hoisting the trophy, yeah. and not the Celtics. I don't know. And for the Celtics, it's bragging rights. I too. am. Look, the Celtics are bragging rights. Because especially with that. Uh, did you see that kid? He got a tattoo. Right. Saying but the Boston. Next, but the win. thing about it is, is Boston can say to LA, "We have one up on you now." Yeah. Because really, it's a tie between Boston and the Lakers. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't. There's something about the Celtics this year that. Just making me not want to bet against them because right, they're wait and see because they're just so locked in and and there's they're so locked in I can't do it I can't bet against them. All right, next look at the next thing. What's about it? Is uh, pitch pitch clock right now is successful so far in the minors? Would it work in the majors? Ah, uh, I'm not too sure, but I think it would sort of jarble the game a little bit because um, pitchers succeed off of finding. Pitches that work best for them and communicating with their with their reliever quickly, if or with their catcher quickly. Yes. If you're and their base coach and whatever. Yeah. If you're putting in a pitch clock in the in the majors, um, to do that, it then becomes a game. Uh, that scenario becomes a game of reactions. Yeah. And they have to go off gut feelings. It's a game. It, that pitcher batter duel is a game about analyzing. And see where the batter's sitting, 
what the what the uh, pitcher's sitting or what's going to be thrown. It's it's prediction. I think it wouldn't work unless unless no pitch clock becomes completely detri- detrimental. I don't think it's really necessary right now for the majors to implement it. Okay, so I suppose if the majors are going to look at this, this is about trying to shave time down. Yeah. Obviously, the games are too long. Um, people are bored with watching baseball games live because it, it just takes forever. Well, most of the attendance are in cities where the, the teams are terrible. Right, but I'm also, I, I guess it's baseball's way of trying to experiment in the minors because it's the minors versus the majors to see what they can do to speed the game up. And yeah. so, and so and it's, the other day... In my, opinion, I, you know, in my opinion, that's a bit artificial, like trying to artificially speed the game up. It's not really... It's, but, I mean, if there's a way to sort of have a, a pitch clock to get a pitcher to have a certain period of time to actually release the ball, yeah. rather than fidgeting around, rather than shaking, you know, shaking signs off. Again, it's something that could work. It may, it might. I mean, look, so far the universal DH is working. Yeah, there's nothing that's gone wrong with that, and that was. Yeah, but the, but that was a long time coming. That's apples and oranges. That was a long time coming. I know it's not going to happen overnight. We know this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things that, that that need to take shape before that would happen. But I think it's something to consider of the fact that you know the games are too long and people don't want to. But the only the only reason. The AL. This is why I like the, the highlights. This, I don't the, want to watch all the whole only. Game. The only reason the AL had a DH was because of historical precedent. It would become um, harder to uh, easier to, to for NL teams to hit at AL parks. Well, that but, was the only but reason. Historically, at one point, AL was, had pitchers. Yeah. It was used to not. It used to be a situation where there was no DH in the yeah. AL. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's apples and oranges. Look, it look I don't think I. If they're going to implement a pitch clock, it has to be for the right reasons and not to artificially speed up the game, which they've been trying to do for the last couple seasons. Okay. All right. Now, next question here. Is there any more questions? Yep. Okay. Is it significant that the Yankees and Mets are both in first place? It is. I think it, it very much is. Um, right now. First time since 2006. Right now, all roads lead through New York. Right now. In in the major leagues, uh, every team is looking up at both the Yankees and the Mets. I think uh, it's going to be. I can't wait for that first Subway series. It's going to be a really. It's coming really, up. Yeah, I'm. I can't wait for it. It's mm-hmm. going to be a bit. If you the last Subway series of the season last season was incredible. There was major playoff implications on the line. There were some heated moments. I can't wait for this next one coming up. Um. It's going to be, it's interesting right now because there's a lot of teams, right now there's a couple, there's like three echelons. The bottom echelon is te- is cheap teams who are bad and rebuilding. Reds, Pirates, yeah, yeah, yeah. the them sort. Uh, the, you got the middle echelon which teams who are there but haven't quite broken through yet or are, got a slow start to the season. Teams like the Braves, um. Braves, or at the bottom of that tier, the Phillies. And then you've got the upper echelon, the Mets, Yankees, uh, Dodgers, even though they just got swept by the Pirates, of that sort. So, I mean, I think, look, this is what I think. I, I think it's significant that both teams are there. I'm 
care less about the Yankees because I'm a Met fan. Yep. You're a Met fan. I think in New York, it's pretty clear you pick a you pick a tribe. Or if you're depending you on pick like a tribe, geography, but you pick a tribe. You don't go, oh yeah, I like the Mets and I like the Yankees. Come on, come on. It's like it's it's it's, fl- it's it's flushing versus the Bronx. It's just don't. You just don't. It's flush. So, it's flushing versus so the Bronx. So. I guess at the end of the day, will both teams be there when the dust settles? I don't know. I don't, I'm not I sure. Remain cautiously optimistic, um, but I think both teams have their own challenges ahead. But First, we'll uh, um, Max Scherzer is going to be out for of a good course. amount of time. And Degrom might be back before the All Star break. Who knows? Who knows? And then you know, again, maybe the Mets make a deal. Maybe the Yankees make a deal. Maybe they both need pitching. I think they both need pitching. So, well, the, I think the Mets, the Mets have a little bit more depth in that regard. Carrasco put put up a good game yesterday. Yeah. So I I think the Mets have a little bit more in that regard. Mm-hmm. The Yankees have that. Uh, don't really. Outside of Cole, who's up and down, they don't really have that go-to starting guy, uh, that go-to second guy that the yep. Mets have, like Bassett. So it's going to be interesting to see. But the the Yankees have prospects for days, so right. they can give up for somebody. Yep. Um, Aaron Donald wants a new contract. Should the Rams give in? Hell yes! You let you let um, uh, what's his name? Von Miller. Von Miller walk. Why wouldn't you give? The probably the best defensive player of this generation, in my opinion, a big contract. Why not? Because he's still on his contract now. Yeah, he's well, not like he's it's not like his contract's up. Well, they can they can restructure it. Yeah, though. but I mean, I just think I I get that what you're saying. They should just give him the money, whatever, what have you, for the best defensive player. He's so dominant. But at the, it's at worth the same it. time, at the same time. You're already in a contract. Why yeah. are you jumping up well, and down now? Well, he's so honor your contract. Well, it's about no, it well, out. it's about contracts of seeing because Von Miller got six years, hundred twenty million by the Bills. Okay, but he was a free um, agent. There. I, he was free I, to go. I un- understand that, but players are looking at um, their contracts, realizing they have a lot more power. You see what happened with Xavier Howard. He at the start of last season, he request initially requested a trade because he was unhappy with how his contract was structured and to be fair it was kind of robbing him dependent given what he was putting on the pitch as one uh, as one of the best corners in the league and they eventually restructured his contract paying him what he deserved um i think donald should get get a larger contract purely because it would be worth it Okay. Because I, he's so dominant, no, you can't I, stop him. I'm not doubting that. I just feel like at this point, you're in a contract. You will get another contract. You're 31 years old. When do, when so, does his current one expire? It, it was to, a six. It was a, at the at the time. It was the highest payday a defensive player had ever gotten. Okay. It was six years, 103 million. Okay. So depending on when it expires, I think it expires in about two years. Right. It does. So wait the two. Wait, you'll get it before you. Before two years over, you're gonna get an extension. He'll get his money. He'll get his money. Yeah. So just calm down. Okay. Quick, quickly, a couple happy birthdays. Happy birthday, Billy Donovan. Great college coach. Great college coach. So, yeah, sort of an so up and down okay. NBA coach. NBA coach. Uh, Fifty-seven years old. Happy birthday, Dave Roberts. Current yep. Dodger manager. Maybe might win a championship. Who knows? Happy anniversary to Seventy Sixers championship. Yep. Many, many, many moons ago, my boy, before yep. you were even on this earth, yep. Philadelphia won a championship, their only championship in the in 93, with Dr. J. 
Yep. And Moses Malone, who they brought in to help, and they beat the Lakers. And happy anniversary to the streak. So Cal Ripken Jr., around this time when he first started, started the streak of over 2,000 games, beat Lou Gehrig. Yep. And holds, I don't think that record will ever be matched. Well, consider, considering um, the... Didn't miss a game. Well, well considering... Uh, the advances in techno- technology nowadays. If that can be, if that was set back then, it can't. It, it is possible for it to be beaten. I don't think so. I don't think anytime soon. Two thousand. Wow. That's that's a whole career. When was when, when was game. when was that set? What year? He started nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. Cal Ripken Jr. retired two thousand and one. Okay, I'm saying it will not be matched. There's certain records that won't get matched in baseball. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with that. All right. Uh, Joe DiMaggio's 57. No one's ever touching that. 57 games safely. They'll never touch that. Never touch this one either. All right? Wow. All right. I think that's it. Yep. It's a lot to talk about tonight. We had that a lot was, to discuss. Yeah, that was plenty. Got NBA, NBA, NBA finals. NHL finals. NHL. Baseball. Yep, plenty of it. Uh, we're going to have plenty more coming. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing one or two times a week. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.